Good afternoon, Crossroads leaders. My name is Lindsey Cornanser. I'm the family pastor here at Crossroads, and I'm here today to bring to you the podcast for Sunday's message, May 2nd, 2021. Uh, a couple things right off the front end. Uh, pastor O.S. Hawkins will be our guest speaker this week. He has been here before. He's spoken at a men's event. He's preached for Pastor Cameron a few other times on a Wednesday night and, and a Sunday. And I hope that you are ready. He is a great preacher. Uh, he, he loves the Word of God, and uh, he loves the Lord, and he is going to bring a great message to us here at Crossroads. Uh, a couple things. This week, his message is titled, The Fear Factor. It will be based on a book that he wrote. I'm not sure how current or new the book is, but uh, the book is actually available at oshawkins.com. Let me say that again. It, the book is available for download at oshawkins.com. So if you're interested in uh, reading that, it's not a very long book. It's about 60 pages. You could do that and uh, kind of get a glimpse of, of maybe what he's going to talk about. I don't know if he's going to say everything word for word, but I think you'll get a gist of, of what the message might be like. And it might actually help you as well through the small group discussion, too, this week. So, O.S. Hawkins preaching this Sunday, The, the Fear Factor. Uh, and I promise you it's going to be a message that you'll remember because he is a fantastic preacher. So, uh, but this is uh, for Sunday, excuse me, the week starting May 2nd, 2021. And um, I'm excited for uh, the groups that will be discussing this lesson. I really thoroughly enjoyed uh, putting it together, and I think that you'll enjoy it as well. Hopefully it'll bring encouragement to your groups and um, provide for lively discussion. So, with that in mind, let's dive in. Um, getting started, there are three questions this week. I know that doesn't happen every week, but this week I think they all three got, kind of go together. So I uh, just look at it as one question with three parts, but we've got them listed as three different questions. Uh, what are some common things people fear? Uh, people fear snakes. They fear public speaking. They fear change. They fear heights. Uh, if, you're, if you have animals like mine, my animals fear thunderstorms. Uh, and even some people fear thunderstorms. So uh, there's other things that you could add on to that and have discussions about. Uh, I just put a few in there that I thought might be fun for y'all to talk about. Um, but, uh, everybody's going to have a little different answer on that. So, uh, just, uh, again, I, my encouragement to leaders is always do the lesson first yourself. Um, it, it's one thing to read what we write in here. Uh, it's a whole nother thing when God maybe place, places something on your heart, uh, that wouldn't be on, on, um, on our discussion guide and leader's guide because that, that might be specific to you. So I think it's always good for the leader to do the lesson first. Hopefully you're doing that before you even read the leader's guide. Uh, that way you're not reading our answers. Uh, you're more or less reading uh, what, what God put on your heart to put on to that question. So these are just some things that I put down as we went through the questions and answer, answer them ourselves. Uh, number two says fear is described differently. Uh, in di excuse me. Fear is often described in different ways. Healthy fear, crippling fear, et cetera. Um, and, and really the, the gist of that question is what are some ways that you have experienced fear? Um, different than the first part, what, not, not what are you afraid of, but what, how have you experienced fear in your life? Okay. Question number three is really a follow-up to that. How does the fear of those things affect the way we live our lives? Let me give you one example. Um, I, know, I know some folks who have a fear of driving. So because they are afraid to drive, they literally either have to Uber everywhere they go, which costs money, or they just have to choose not to do certain things because they have no way of getting there. 
that's one example of, of, of how fear may affect the way you live your lives. Okay. Uh, but let your, you have that discussion with your group. I think that's a good, lively discussion. Uh, have a little fun with it. Um, you know, whatever, the, whatever our fear of those things are, it does affect the way we live our lives in certain ways. So just have fun with that discussion. Uh, that's a great getting started section for the getting started section of our discussion this week. Uh, digging deeper. Number one says the Bible in the Bible, we are commanded to fear not. You're going to hear that a lot in his message this week. What do the following verses reveal to us about trusting God when we face challenges? Psalm 23, 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So from that, that verse, I want you to just kind of focus on up. We've underlined the, the, the proper response there. You are with me. Uh, that's good to know when we face uh, fear of things. Uh, it's also good to know that, that you comfort us, that God comforts us when, when we're in the face of a challenge or, 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 or fearful of something. Psalm 27.1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? And what I take personally take away from that, that verse is, is knowing that God is my God has already given me salvation. He provides light for my life. Uh, that encourages me in the face of fear. And to know that I don't have to be afraid of anything because the Lord is a stronghold in my life, that gives me, gives me confidence as I move forward in my life, facing fears, facing challenges that may come my way. Isaiah 43, 1 through 5 says, but, but now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass the waters, I will be with you. And, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba, in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. He says, Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. And so there's a few different places in there. I just underlined a few things that I thought stood out to me. The, the fact that, that we know God has redeemed us. We know that he will be with us and that we can fear not because he's always with us. Those are, those are just some things from that passage that stood out to me. Again, there may be other things that stand out to you. Uh, again, that's why I think it's important that you as a leader absolutely do your lesson before you even kind of take on this leader's guide. He, Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So when so so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So going back to the question, the question is, what do these verses reveal to us about trusting God when we face challenges? Or another way to say that is when we face our fears. Okay. The fact that we know that, that, that uh, God will never leave us or forsake us should encourage each and every one of us. Uh, I love that, that line there. It says, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear not. What can man do to me? And that's a great, great verse. Uh, and I hope that provides some encouragement to you.
in your group members as you guys discuss about how to trust God in the face of your fears and your challenges. Question number two. According to Colossians 1.10, Paul says, we are to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. What do you think he meant by that? Explain. And so, uh, as you think about that, you know, we hear that quite regularly from Paul, and I list some of that there in the uh, discussion guide, leader's guide. Uh, but, but basically, walk, walk is used in the Bible to refer to a person's pattern of living or their conduct. Uh, as Christians, we, we are only to walk, uh, when we walk in our own strength, we're doomed to fail because that strength is never enough. Uh, but we are told in the Bible that we are to do certain things, and one of them is to walk in humility. First, First Corinthians seven seventeen, we are to walk by faith. Second Corinthians five seven, we are to, we are we are to walk in truth. Uh, in other words, if we walk in this way, we will always please the Lord. Okay. Uh, the second part of that question is what what could that have on our community, our family? in our world if we walked in this way. Again, I think that's a great discussion point for your group uh, as you guys talk talk through that. If we're living uh, and walking in a manner um, worthy of the Lord, how does that how does that translate into everyday living? Uh, how does that affect the people around us? How does that affect our community? Uh, take some time, discuss that, and, um, and hopefully you, you'll be encouraged and, um, and find ways to, to, to step out of our comfort zone and do some things that maybe we didn't do previously. Uh, number three says the early church grew rapidly because the disciples lived fearlessly and walked in the fear of the Lord. Read Acts four eight through twenty two. I'm not going to read all that here, but but it's a great passage when Peter and John were faced with with this. Um, the religious leaders had come to them because they had had healed someone, and uh, they were going to beat them and put them in jail, but instead. Uh, they couldn't really find any reason to charge them because people were praising God. Uh, and they were told, instructed to not preach or teach or do anything in the name of Jesus. And their response was, was uh, essentially they said, you decide whether it's right in the sight of God, but I will choose to obey God rather than man. Okay. So what motivated Peter to speak up in the face of the fear of either thrown in jail or beaten, or in the end, possibly killed by the religious leaders, because they had already seen what happened to Jesus. Uh, bottom line, Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, and ultimately that was what enabled him to stand up to those leaders on that day. The power of the Holy Spirit is what gave him courage, and is what motivated him to obedience. Um, I think sometimes when we try to walk in our own ways, and we're not relying on God and the Holy Spirit living inside of us, or that, that the still small voice of God that we hear that tells us what we should and shouldn't do. Um, we, we face those consequences. And in this case, you know, Peter, Peter did what he was supposed to do out of obedience. And in the end, um, he had the courage to stand up to them, and they let him go. So um, I know that's not everybody's story. Sometimes we do take a hard stand for God, and, and things don't go. Uh, a smooth way, uh, but uh, bottom line is we we need to we need to trust that we have the Holy Spirit living and guiding us, and no matter what happens, um, we can go back to those verses we read a minute ago. That's what gives us um, hope in the midst of those moments. We because we know that God has redeemed us. We know that God will never leave us or forsake us. That's what motivated Peter, and that's what should motivate us too. 
How does that apply to us today? Uh, it kind of goes back to what I was just saying. You know, when we are driven and motivated by the Holy Spirit, we can serve Him in ways that we never imagined. Um, you know, I'm sure that if you go around your groups and you guys talk about, you know, what are some ways God has used you when you've obeyed Him, uh, I'm sure most of the people in your group would probably raise their hand and say, man, God has used me in ways that I've never even thought that He could. Uh, I know that's been my story. You know, the fact that I'm here and I serve on this this serve at this church uh, as, as one of the pastors is, is, is always, always a dream to me. And so for God to be able to use me in that way uh, is still, um, I'm just blown away that God could do that and use me in a, in a mighty way as he does each and every week. Okay. So that's going to apply to everyone differently. I put some, put a response in there, but again, I think your response and, and how your group goes around that discussion is going to be best. Number four. In what ways does the church marginalize church, not crossroads, but the the capital C church as a whole, marginalize the fear of God in their approach to reaching the lost despite having good intentions? And so the answer I put there is the church can be too focused on one type of ministry, um, essentially saying, oh, we're, we're only going to do homeless ministry, or we're only going to do outreach ministry, or we're only going to do uh, prison ministry, whatever the case may be, you can fill in the blank. Um, when we get too singular focused on one type of ministry, I think that marginalizes our, our impact. Uh, the church also at times, churches oftentimes don't present the whole truth, meaning they only speak about the easy things the Bible talks about and not speak about the hard teachings uh, that the Bible talks about. You know, Jesus had a lot of harsh, hard things to say, and sometimes that's convicting to us. Uh, but there are many churches uh, in our world today that just don't talk about those things. Uh, many churches give more TED Talks and not enough solid biblical uh, preaching. And uh, that's very important. And I think that's one, way, one of the ways that the church marginalizes the fear of God in their approach to reaching lost. That is all of digging deeper. Um, and now we'll just kind of jump into the practical application. I didn't put any responses on here just because I think they're, they're, they're kind of specific to the people in your group. Uh, but the two questions are, has God asked you to do something that you're fearful of doing? Are there any truths from Scripture that give you courage in the midst of those fears? Essentially, what, what you might talk about there is, we listed some verses before that are good, but there's so many other great ones. Um, so, I, I would encourage you to go around your groups and say, what, what's one verse that encourages you uh, when you kind of have fear or temptation or, or a challenge in front of you? Uh, each one of us has that, okay? Um, you know, one of the books I refer to is Habakkuk, you know, Habakkuk chapter three, the, the last chapter of Habakkuk, you know, he, he sees all the things that are going on in this world and he realizes uh, that, uh, his hope is in the Lord. And he says, I will take refuge in the God of my salvation. I love that. You know, that's always a verse that I turn to. So that's a chapter I turn to. And that's, that's a, that's a book that has always encouraged me. Okay. But each one of you guys are going to have different verses. And so I would encourage you to just have those discussions. Uh, and number two, just how, does, how does remembering those promises, excuse me, when you know those verses, how does remembering those promises that God gives us help us fight the temptation to fear instead of walking in the fear of the Lord, which is what OS is going to be talking about this week. Okay, uh, that's the lesson. I hope this, is, uh, this, this will be good for y'all. Uh, and a couple announcements, I would just encourage you guys. We are at the halfway point of the Spring Connect Group season. 
Make sure that you are putting in your attendance. That's very, very important to us. That helps us understand who's connected and who's not. Um, and you can do that at my.crosswordschristian.org. And you can also, um, you also should be getting an email every week uh, for your attendance. If you're not getting that email, please let me know or let, let one of us know, well, whoever your oversight pastor is, know so that, so that they uh, can make sure that you're getting that email the way you're supposed to. Uh, every week, uh, a lot of us are, are, are calling on some of you uh, to make sure we get your attendance and we put it in either we put it in manually or we have you do it for us. Uh, but uh, it, you know, it saves a lot of time when you guys can actually do that yourself. Just click on the link, submit attendance, when it comes in your email, and it takes you about 30 seconds. Um, that's important. Pastor will be back preaching next week with a special Mother's Day message. You'll want to be here for that. A um, couple things coming up. June 3rd, our women are going to be doing a Bible study uh, here on campus. And uh, you can sign up for that at crossroadschristian.org slash events. Uh, Crossroads Camps, if you are you have young people, um, preteen age, up to middle school and high school, uh, we have camps for you guys. And uh, I look forward to, to seeing my kids go off to that every single year. It is an investment that I make in their life uh, because I, I want to invest in the spiritual things that they're doing because one day they're going to walk out my door. And I want to make sure that I've done everything I can to make sure they have a close um, connected relationship with the Lord. Okay. Camps do that. Camps are huge and they're very successful. And our, our, our team here at Crossroads, our youth team, our kids team, they do a fantastic job of making sure that Jesus is lifted up and these kids walk out of that camp knowing Christ better than they did before. So I encourage you crossroadscamps.com or you can also go to crossroadschristian.org slash events. You can click on the, 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 the Crossroads Camps link there and that'll take you to what you're looking for. Uh, we also have kids summer sports camps and that starts June 7th through the 11th. That's for grades one through six. You can sign up your child for that at crossroadschristian.org slash events. And I promise you that'll be, a, if you want to wear your young person out, that's a great way to do that. Um, and if you have older kids that I think they're probably looking for some volunteers, they may need some help. If that's something you want to do, you can reach out to Randy Staggs uh, and his sports team uh, to um, see if there's any openings for volunteers for that. Again, if you're interested in reading Ellis Hawkins' book, The Fear Factor, you can download that one. And there's a few others, I believe, that you can download for free at oshawkins.com slash books. Um, I would encourage you to do that. But uh, thanks for letting me uh, spend a little time with you this afternoon on a Friday. Uh, I hope that uh, you, you're all at church on Sunday. I hope that you can, you can um, be here with us in person. It's so much better here in person than it is watching online. Uh, obviously, we understand some people can't do that right now, but I would encourage you to do so. Uh, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, uh, whatever, whatever makes you feel more comfortable. Um, there's still plenty of seats open for, for you and your family here at Crossroads. Uh, God bless you all. Thank you for, um, thank you for your dedication as you, you guys minister to the people for us. And, um, it means, it means a ton, uh, that you, um, would invest that time, uh, and it's time well spent. God bless y'all. Have a great day.